Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast where we have so much to share with you. Because in the last week, news has spread worldwide of parks, attractions, resorts, and restaurants reopening while COVID regulations are reduced. We go from Walt Disney World in Florida to Disneyland out in California to across the globe and even to the Disney Cruise Line to hear what's happening, what's coming shortly in the weeks and months to come, and what's still waiting to return. From renovated attractions, to new shows, to Halloween events, to even fireworks, we look at how the parks are quickly starting to look like, well, the parks. We even talk new details about the private island being reconfirmed by Disney Cruise Line this last week. This is one busy post and podcast as we look how Disney's doors globally have blown wide open. If you're following us, make sure you check out DisneyAtPlay.com because the list of everything we have, including all the dates, will be found there, plus some incredible images. We're actually going to talk about what this new cruise island uh, this new island on the Disney Cruise Line, what it's mapped out to be. We have a map of it. You're going to want to check this out. There's a lot to see. And make sure while you're there to subscribe so you're notified of upcoming podcasts as they come out, as well as other posts. Well, let's begin with Walt Disney World. First of all, the whole requirements around COVID have started to almost disappear. Uh, Disney announced this week that starting as of the 15th, they would eliminate the mask policy indoors for guests who are fully vaccinated. Added to this, physical distancing continues to be decreased across all the attractions. Even those plexiglass walls seem to be coming down. Now, masks are still required on transportation like monorails and buses. And, uh, and even the Skyliner. But when you get on the monorails, you'll find that the plexiglass dividers are being removed. Standing spots have been added. So no longer are you just sitting in a cab apart from each other. Now there is actually standing there. And of course, you're wearing your mask during those few times. However, the rest of the day, if you've been vaccinated, you are free to go throughout the park, in and out, um, without it. In fact, look for our next post and podcast. We hope to be from the Magic Kingdom where we can show you what all this looks like as everything is happening because there's a lot of things going on over at the Magic, uh, over at the Magic Kingdom. But in the other parks, other things are happening as well. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway has always had a pre-show movie. Of course, it, the attraction was only open for what, 30, 40 days before everything closed. So a lot of people who have been on that attraction haven't even seen the movie that precedes the actual attraction experience. So that's been opened up. Interactive fountains and splash pads like it at um, Journey Into Your Imagination and over at Casey Jr's and the Magic Kingdom, those things have reopened. And, uh, and hours, those have also been extended, not only at the parks, but at Disney Springs as well. So 
a lot of changes which were requirements were that were put in place when all of this began now kind of going away additionally now open uh, a number of small places like terra treats uh, which is serving pizza slices i don't think i've ever had pizza slices at terra treats isle of java trilobites um, and drink wallet snacks and frozen beverages all those have now reopened those minor um concessions and also the boardwalk ice cream shop at disney's boardwalk if you recall ample hills was in a location there at boardwalk and in fact before COVID, ample hills was going to add an additional space at disney springs well Ample Hills is one that did not get through the pandemic. And as a result, Disney's had to kind of take over that ice cream shop. It's now been reopened. It's called Boardwalk Ice Cream Shop. And uh, we'll have to do a review sometime soon. Now, some other, some other restaurants and food and beverage locations. Tusker House Restaurant will open at June 20th. And that's going to include... Uh, both breakfast as well as lunch and dinner. The characters will be kind of waving from afar at first as this starts up again. It'll be interesting to see how close the tables are in that situation. If you haven't done Tusker House, um, they take some of the best of Boma and they put it into, into that restaurant um, as well as a couple other things. Uh, here's another one that I think is really, I'm excited to come back and see. It's uh, opening on reopening on June 24th at Sebastian's Bistro over at uh, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. This one is just not far off of the Skyliner. So you can take a Skyliner from Epcot or better yet from Disney's Hollywood Studios and be over there instantly and have a really nice meal um, at that location. And oftentimes there are... Uh, the reservations are going to start. They're going to start taking reservations on July fifth. Um, well, no, they're going to take bookings on July, June tenth for reservations that will start on July fifth. Uh, but even then, bookings aren't always that strong because it is a moderate resort hotel. But take my word on it. That's a great place to show up. Here is really great news. In fact, I got to tell you, it's probably the most exciting news of everything I'm going to announce. Although there's some really cool stuff we're going to talk about with Disney Cruise Line and some of the parks globally. But I am thrilled to say that on July 1st, Happily Ever After will return to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Forever will be returning to Epcot in preparation for the eventual opening of Harmonious so exciting to see these fireworks shows come back. I went to go make a reservation for Ju July 1st at Magic Kingdom. And unfortunately, it had already been booked, but I did make one for Epcot. I'm just thrilled to see fireworks anywhere. Um, and uh, that is really exciting news coming um, back to the parks. That's going to make the parks feel, feel you know, really like they're, they're back in order. Um, July 2nd. Disney's Boardwalk Inn. Um, now the DVC portion has been open for some time, but not the hotel portion. That is reopening on July 2nd. On July 9th, Ohana at Disney's Polynesian Resort. Um, that is uh, happening. 
and um, and Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, the hotel portion is also reopening in late July. Um, they uh, have been putting a new Porta Cachere into position, and uh, they've kind of redone the the front of the hotel. So we'll be excited to see what that looks like when it's completed. Um, now, the going back to Ohana, that's opening July 9th with bookings available starting June 10th. So you can already start booking. Um, big controversy. If, if one can, talk about your first world controversies of a third of a of a South Seas location. Um, they had chosen to put fried rice in place of the noodles. Oh my goodness, there was a lot of kickback on that puppy. And as a result, uh, Disney has reversed course and said, okay, we'll go back we'll go back to the noodles. Just leave us alone. So breakfast as well as um, lunch dinner. I have a personal um, love of Ohana. Um, when it originally opened, it did not have a lunch offering. And our groups back in 96, I think is when we started, late 96, we actually started bringing groups for lunch when we were doing Disney Institute programs and then hearing from leadership at Disney's Ohana. Uh, we were the first to do lunch at Ohana. So so we kind of set the, the precedent there and then eventually they said, well, you know, we ought to just simply open up every day to guests because it was so popular. So that's happening. On August 26th, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge reopens. That's big news, especially since, again, the villas were open for a time, but there's actually pretty much even before the parks reopened last July. So they've been open for 12 months, but the lodge itself with its rooms, that's opening on August 26th. And then starting August 10th through October 31st, there's the Disney After Hours um, Boo Bash coming to the Magic Kingdom. Now, I haven't really talked about this in podcasts so far. Um, and I got to say, I can't believe anybody's coming to this. This is, this has been set up for them to charge more money for less offering. And yet... Many of the dates, including Halloween, has been sold out, and Halloween is being priced at $200 a ticket? And you're not even getting the full parade? You're not even getting the fireworks? Not to say there aren't fireworks happening. We'll talk about that. Well, actually, what's happening there is um, apparently they're going to do the fireworks um, for Happily Ever After at the end of the guest day and then kind of merge into the boo bash right afterwards is what's happening but the offering is a weaker offering than what they've had before that's why they don't even call it mickey's not so scary halloween they call it disney after hours boo bash uh the meet and greets aren't aren't what they're going to be um there aren't any specialty things remember they had like specialty pirates showing up and certain attractions a lot has been reduced and yet they're charging more and you're all booking it. In fact, more dates have been added. So help me understand what the thinking is there because I don't know. Anyway, last thing I should mention before we, um, of all the things happening at Walt Disney World is of course, October 1st, 
the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. The castle has been put into position. Um, there's been test lighting at uh, Hollywood Tower Hotel. I don't know exactly what the status of the Tree of Life is, but apparently much of the lights that were being put on Spaceship Earth have been put in place. Now, what is missing? There's still quite a few things that are missing off of this big list of what is coming. So let me just mention a few things. First off, parking lot trams have not gone back into operation yet. Um, those courtesy trams, I um, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they come. The Epcot monorail line, I am so ready to ride the Epcot monorail line. I love the view of Epcot. I just love being on the monorail. It's usually not very occupied during the middle of the day. I'm ready to do the Epcot monorail line. How about some resorts? Disney's Port Orleans Resort. We still have a date for reopening. Disney's All-Star Music and All-Star Sports Resorts. Those have not reopened. Um, Space 220. Now, they have been hiring people, but we don't have an official date for Space 220. I'd like to think it's going to happen in the fall. Uh, maybe around uh, the time the uh, the 50th anniversary happens. Um, lots of shows and, and still a couple of attractions. Bell's Enchanted Tales hasn't opened. Uh, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. And if you haven't heard the previous podcast, we have a great podcast about trust and the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Sh share some stories you probably haven't heard about some of the stunts and challenges they've had with them, opening up the show and getting it right to begin with. Just uh, some really great stories. If you have not heard that, you may want to check out that Disney at Work podcast that we just had um, recently. Hey, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, not open. Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage, not open. Finding Nemo the Musical, not open. And then uh, Fantasmic. Even though the other fa fireworks shows are reopening, we don't have any word on Fantasmic yet. And then Festival of Fantasy Parade. I wouldn't be surprised if they hold that puppy until October 1st. But it'd be nice to see it sooner than later. And it certainly would make you feel like, hey, things have really come back to order. So lots of things coming out, but still some major important things yet to come to uh, the parks. So more to happen there. Now let's transfer over to Disneyland out in California. And let's talk about uh, that. Now for all the months it's taken to gradually get to the place where today on June 15th, you are no longer required to wear masks inside and outside in the park if you're if you're vaccinated. Disneyland, which has had a very short time period in which it has reopened, less than a month, they too, starting today, have no longer required masks. Again, except on some transportation like buses from the Toy Story lot. They also officially wel have welcomed out-of-state visitors. And yes, I'm trying to figure out my, my travel dates. So that's happening. What is open, already open? Avengers Campus has had kind of a bumpy opening uh, starting out. They, they didn't run a virtual queue for coming in. If you recall when 
Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened, and they were the first to open, when that land opened, you had a virtual queue that you signed up for, got in line for, and it gave you three hours in that park. I don't think you even need three hours in this um, this area. It's not as big as, um, as that. But um, <clears throat> that said and done, they did this queue, this extended queue, socially distanced queue that went through the Paradise um, area, period, the, the, the area where you stand in line or stand to watch World of Color. Um, that has, um, that has, uh, been the queue and it's gone on for up to six hours at a time. People waiting in line to get in there. Then they added, uh, they didn't have a lot of seating because they were trying to extend everything out socially distance. They also added Guardians of the Galaxy into that mix. I think trying to allow for more people to be in the land, but at the same time it was blocking out people who didn't want, and most of the people standing in line weren't going to spend time going on Guardians of the Galaxy because they've already done it again and again and again. So it they've made some changes and improvements. I hear the lines are not nearly as bad. In fact, towards evening, it's down to a half hour even walk-in. Um, toward the evening hours, so that's better. But you still have to have a virtual pass to get on um, the new Spider-Man Web Slingers attraction, which does allow you entry at that time. But a lot of things happening there. Also, they reopened the pre-show in Rise of the Resistance, which has always happened out in Florida, but in California, they just had you walk through that portion. You didn't get the uh, pre-show experience. Now, moving forward, June 14th, Wine Country Trattoria, which is a little restaurant along the main path there in Disney California Adventure, actually has some really nice views up on top. It's a great way to kind of get away from everything. That's opening on June 14th. On June 15th, we got a lot of things going on. We got Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. It's opening up. We have the Animation Academy. It's opening up. We've got Golden Zephyr which I, I would have thought some of these had already reopened. Sleeping Beauty Castle Walkthrough and Sorcerer's Workshop. Those are all reopening. Um, on June 17th, we have Oga's Cantina. Actually, it's gone into a soft opening already. Uh, the Tiki Juice Bar, uh, the Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. Yeah, why has that not been open? Alien Pizza Planet and Rancho del Zocalo um, uh, Restaurante. Many of these are having mobile order available for them, and and they are reopening on the 17th. On the 18th, so this is a busy week here, Disneyland Band begins performing again. It didn't open with the park, but it will start coming starting on the 18th. Davy Crocker, <laughs> Davy Crockett's Explore Canoes will be reopening, which is usually a kind of a weekend or seasonal thing, although in the summer it usually runs every day. But hey, terrific! That's going to reopen. I want. I wonder if they'll be socially distant. That if they if they skip a, every row in the canoe, then you're going to have to do a lot more paddling to get around the around uh, Tom Sawyer's Island. So we'll have to see what goes on. Apparently, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters had was under some remodel. It is reopening on June 25th, and then on July 22nd, two big things. First, the Matterhorn bobsleds will reopen 
And secondly, the Disneyland Hotel will reopen to guests. That is very exciting. And included in that is Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar and the Tangaroa Terrace Tropical Bar and Grill. These are great spots, favorite spots for locals to hang out in. And uh, that will be open on July 2nd. And then July 4th, um, there won't be patriotic fireworks, nor will it be actually on um, at Walt Disney World on that evening. But they are opening Mickey's Mix Magic, which is more of a light show with some fireworks at the end. It's going to be on Main Street at Sleeping Beauty Castle and the facade of uh, It's a Small World. So that will be opening July 9th, the Lamplight Lounge is going to offer a brunch uh, starting out and then the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail will reopen. On July 15th, the Jungle Cruise will completely reopen with new scenes. Now it's been kind of piecemeal here at Walt Disney World. We're gonna show some of those real soon. Um, but at Disneyland, they're gonna open it up all set, ready to go on, the, on July 15th. And that will be in time for the weekend, which is July 17th will be Disneyland's 66th anniversary. Recall that um, because of COVID, they weren't able to celebrate the big 65th anniversary last year. Now with all that, there's still a lot missing from Disneyland. Finding Nemo the submarine, uh, the Disneyland monorail, which is again, kind of a, a commute kind of thing. Even when it opens, it's going to require a mask, I'm sure. Storybook Land Canal Boats, Sailing Ship Columbia, which can be a seasonal thing anyway, but yeah, it's, it hasn't reopened. Star Wars Launch Bay, um, Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island, um, Main Street Cinema, Mickey's House, Minnie's House, Goofy's Playhouse, Donald's Boat, Chip and Tree, Chip and Dale Treehouse. So probably the only thing happening in Toontown is uh, Roger Rabbit's. The Disneyland story presenting great moments with Mr. Lincoln, the bakery tour, the red uh, car trolley, and then uh, Disney's World of Color show, which is so spectacular and really makes uh, California Adventure just stand out. That had, They don't have an op opening dates on any of these things at this time. So there's still a lot to come, but there is a lot offered and uh, I'm excited to get out there and see what all is happening at Disneyland when we have a chance to get out there. Now, beyond Walt Disney World and beyond Disneyland, there is so much more happening. Disneyland Paris, that's a great place to start. It has its grand reopening on June 17th. It has sputtered back and forth since uh, last year trying to reopen. Um, in fact, it's actually already reopened for annual pass holders. It's been doing that for a couple of days. But here's the interesting thing, and this is why you should care, even if you have no plans for Disney California Adventure, all new, or for Disneyland Paris, all new annual pass holder sales were halted as of the end of today, as I understand it. And they are not doing new annual pass holder sales. That surprises me a lot. I imagine they have quite a few annual pass holders, but at the same time, Disneyland Paris has always struggled 
with keeping its doors open. And I think those pass holders are the people who keep anything on the street in the dead of winter. So that is a big, big question mark being asked. Why is that happening? And what is its implication, not only for Disneyland Paris, but for Disneyland and maybe even Walt Disney World? Uh, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast, that actually w underwent um, a renovation and it's finally reopening with the grand reopening. And uh, they've done a lot of things to kind of make that look beautiful and uh, a new, a lot of moving parts in that attraction. That's not my favorite attraction, Buzz Lightyear, but when it's done right, it really is beautiful and far more enjoyable. When I say it's done right, <clears throat> Walt Disney World, you need to redo your Buzz Lightyear big time. Cars Road Trip, in previews right now with Cars Catastrophe Canyon. Yes, there is another Catastrophe Canyon out there. It's always been out there since the Walt Disney Studios Paris Open, just like at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They are, um, they are opening that attraction for this summer. It's got the Dynaco oil tanker in there, and it's been rethemed to cars, but it's the same fantastic. I love Catastrophe Canyon. That was one of the highlights of your stay at Disney's Hollywood Studios, or Disney MGM Studios in its day. And uh, it is... Um, it's still there at Walt Disney Studios Paris. And then the Avengers Campus is under construction. They took down their version of Rock and Roller Coaster and they're redoing it to Iron Man. They also um, have completely changed out some, some food and beverage and other attractions. So they will be one of three Avengers Campus. Disney California Adventure. Walt Disney Studios Paris. And then Hong Kong Disneyland, which actually has had a had a campus as part of Tomorrowland for some time. Speaking of Hong Kong Disneyland, on June 30th, you know, recently they just uh, premiered their new Castle of Dreams. Well, along with that, they created a staging area with fountains and, and room for, you know, shows. And so follow your dreams castle show as part of Hong Kong Disneyland's 15th anniversary is opening on June 30th. But it's not the only, it's not the only um, show that is opening. Also opening is Mickey's Storybook Adventure coming to Shanghai Disney. Now there's a storybook, Mickey's Storybook kind of thing that was originally part of Disneyland. It's uncertain whether that show is coming back to Disneyland. It kind of sounded like it was being retired, but there's a version of it at Hong Kong Disneyland. And now they are creating a version of Mickey's Storybook Adventure at Shanghai Disneyland. The only thing is, is it's premiering in the Walt Disney Grand Theater, which is not in the park proper. It's in their Disney Town, their version of Downtown Disney or Disney Springs. It's in their Disney Town. And that theater was built to accommodate nighttime shows. They had started with uh, The Lion King and then moved to Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it has not taken because people, it's a distance for people to come see a show in town. It has taken in locals who, or I'm sorry, um, tourists who were there to visit Shanghai Disney, but I don't think it's done very well and I haven't heard that it's reopening. However, this show is happening during the day and it's it's 
looks like a pretty stunning show. And boy, having a big, nice air-conditioned place to go in the middle of the day at Shanghai Disney, that's a really good idea. And so I think, I think that's a, a very promising new show. By the way, they've got some great restaurants. I, I, I don't know if you're a big fan of Cheesecake Factory um, or Wolfgang Puck's. And they also have some great Asian cuisine there. But there's a lot of dining choices in Disney Town, And it's a great way to kind of relax from the hectic pace of the, uh, of the park itself. By the way, all of this is tied to celebrate its fifth anniversary on June 16th. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it on June 16th. It's fifth anniversary. I remember being out there five years ago to see it. Uh, I wasn't there on opening day. I was there a couple of weeks later. And um, wow, just very cool. In addition, you know, they have a major Zootopia That'll kind of be an extension off of Fantasyland. That's under construction. Um, they showed a picture of a polar bear animated figure. And then they also mentioned that there's a Skechers shoe store that's going to be part of the Zootopia town. Not sure how all that's coming together. But notwithstanding, happy fifth anniversary to Shanghai Disney. They That is, uh, that is a park unlike any other. Uh, no park has is bigger. <laughs> no Magic Kingdom park is bigger than Shanghai Disney. That's for sure. And some of the, its offerings are truly unique, one of a kind. You can't experience anywhere else. And yeah, and as I say this, I'm realizing I need to do more podcasts on Shanghai Disney. So another day, another time, another place. Hey, this all brings us to Disney Cruise Line. First of all, a test cruise is being prepared for June 29th on the Disney Dream. That's in uh, alignment with CDC guidelines. That cruise is being done for crew members and their families are coming on board. I don't even think they've invited cast members and their families. It's just crew members or those involved with the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, it's going out for a two-night test. And then there is a belief that some July and August cruises may still occur as they roll into their full um, schedule. Meanwhile, uh, the Disney Magic is doing staycation cruises out at the United Kingdom, and that'll continue into the fall. And then uh, a day or two ago, depending on when you hear this, Bob Chapek uh, did a little interview where he confirmed uh, Disney's second private island coming. Now, this has been referred to in, in previous podcasts I've done as Lighthouse Point. It's kind of the traditional name of this. It and, and when you look at the map, it says Lighthouse Point Illustrative Concept Plan. That doesn't mean that's the final title. And in fact, he didn't refer to it by title in his talk, as I understand it. But we do get a glimpse of what this looks like. And Really, it is the tip, very, very, very tip of a very larger piece of island than you would get a Castaway Key. And yet, the piece they own is got a lot of conservation areas. And in fact, there is a proposed conservation center that will also be a part of it. 
they even have a public beach access to individuals from um, the other part of the island who can actually come and experience it there. But what you see for particularly, and you'll see crew housing and crew recreation and a solar farm to power the whole thing. That's very cool um, that's going in. What you see of the guest experience, you see uh, a place for the ship to dock. It is much further out into the water because the, the, the waters are very shallow along um, the um, along the island or along this peninsula of the island that there is a very long access pier for guests. I wouldn't even be surprised if they run a tram up and down that because it's a good, good size distance from, it appears to be a good size distance. There'll be uh, family beaches. There'll be a spa and wellness area. There'll be cabanas. There will be pedestrian nature trails. There will be an art and culture center, which is kind of um, a carrot to go to that end of the area. And then on the other end, in the in a little bit more center in the peninsula rather than the shore, there's an adventure camp with trails and lookout towers that will be part of all this. There will be a marina. Uh, so there's lots of Lots of um, lots of things happening. On the, um, there's even a uh, artist rendering that I have not seen that I posted on the post. And again, you're going to want to refer to this. It shows a dining location. Um, it's not. Um, it's a. It's a much more uh, uh, comfortable, accommodating beach-like uh, dining experience with umbrellas and so forth. There's a big show stage uh, in the center of it. It suggests that probably there will be entertainment offered there. And I can't help but wonder if this is at the center. Well, I don't know if it's part of the South Family Beach because I see an opening there, but it may also very well be part of the Art and Culture Center. We'll have to see. Um, it, it does follow a lot of similar offerings to Castaway Key, but I know that Joe Rohde, who had worked on this originally, was really trying to create uh, a respect and a focus on the Bahamas and the people of the Bahamas and kind of celebrating their culture and their history and their heritage. So more to come on that, but hey, check it out on our Disney at Play um, post because it's, it's kind of cool to see see it all laid out. Well, that does it for uh, a pretty round-the-world review of everything today. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being part of this podcast. Make sure, again, you subscribe to DisneyAtPlay.com. Make sure you also check out the Wayfinder Society. That's our, um, that is our uh, Patreon group site where we offer some really cool uh, interactive apps that are complimentary to you as you donate a few dollars to support this ongoing podcast. So would you just check it out and take a look and know that you're going to get value as well as you, um, as you uh, uh, participate in it. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for joining us. 
And finally, in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, at Tokyo Disney Sea, we remind you, wherever you're at, whatever you do, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.